It's right? not funny. It's just the idea of the situation is right unimaginable. Right. Overanalyzing it. <laughs> it's okay. unimaginable. Okay. okay, here's another one. This one's a little adjacent to this. People that um, have thick accents. People with... <laughs> unimaginable <laughs> is such a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not okay? No, it's just funny. Now it's just now I'm in this I'm in that I'm in that part of class where my head's down and if I look at you, I'm gonna start laughing. We need to hide. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. Alright, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. Uh, Julio here, joined by the boys, Francis, Chris, and Ryan. Francis, how are you? I'm better. Good. Much better. Better is good. Happy days. Oh, happy days. How are you? I'm good, dude. I'm good. You know, just ripping it, uh, making it happen. Looking forward to the summer. Very summery outfit on here. Mm. Uh, I'm enjoying myself. Mm. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, how difficult do you think it is to collect the reward when you've given information where you're promised a reward? That's a great question. <laughs> what needs to happen? <laughs> like a question. You know, $100,000 to any information leading to this person's arrest. Right. 10,000 cops shot, $10,000 reward for information. So, does, so I, I think the information needs to lead to some sort of arrest. In order, right? right, right. And I wonder if they're going to be kind of stingy with that. Oh. You know, if I said, hey, I heard that the guy's name is Peter... And then they find the guy later on as a result of a better tip. And it turns out his name is, in fact, Peter. Right. Do I get a piece? Totally. And this is the other question. So I think, yeah, I wonder that, too. Like, I think that the number, it's a one-off for each piece of information is worth the $10,000 as opposed to the collective amount is 10000 And anybody who's contributed gets a fair share of that. I just wonder if at some point the department is like, you're like, hey... First of all, who do you call? You just call the, the precinct. Hey, what's up? This is Francis. Uh, <laughs> I delivered information that led to the arrest of so-and-so. How do I collect my, my thing? They're like, oh, sorry, we'll transfer you. Uh, if you're calling about an existing claim, press two. Mm-hmm. You press two. Hey, this is Francis. Hey, sorry, Francis. Uh, it turns out the information that you gave us didn't actually technically lead toward the arrest of the guy. Therefore, unfortunately, you didn't give any money. Uh, don't get any money. Thanks for being a good Samaritan. Hopefully next time we'll be able to convert for you. Yeah. I mean, at that point, if I ever have information leading to an arrest again, I'm not giving it. Yeah. And I, I want like... I'm so jaded. How fair are they? Yeah. How fair do you think they are? Information that led... So say you're like, I know a guy who knew that guy. And... <laughs> Hilarious. My phone has decided... Or my watch has decided to park up there. Um, you got them in touch with somebody who then gave them information. That counts. You gave them information that led to an arrest. Yeah, but what if that guy you've connected them to is uh, walks them to the evildoer's lair? 
Right, no, that, that's just... He's in there playing cards. I wonder that. It's like how much of it, like, for example, in, in the NBA, right, for you to get an assist, if I pass you the ball mm-hmm. and you dribble around for a while and then score, I don't always get the assist. Right, there. you're saying if you hockey assist information right. about a bad guy. Not even hockey assist, because hockey assist is like, I passed to you who passed to him and he scored. Yeah, but if you tell them about a guy who is the guy who then tells them about where the bad guy is, that's a hockey assist. Right, that is a hockey assist. Totally. But like, fine, fine. A hockey assist or like a distant assist that wouldn't go on the stat sheet as an assist in basketball, is it still like, do I have to do a no-look Jokic pass between the legs and then you score immediately in order to get ball the Ball isn't thousand. even dribbled. Yeah, ball yeah. isn't even dribbled and, and they put it up. And, and if not for your pass, there's no bucket. Exactly. Um, I just don't know, and I think that's something we should figure out. And I'm hoping there is a police this. officer or somebody who has their hand on the purse strings of reward money. Yeah, if there's anybody who understands how to redeem reward money, you will be rewarded by us. Yeah. Uh, if your information leads to us understanding how that yeah, works. Yeah, and, and just remember, guys. <laughs> the, See what I've done there? The <laughs> question becomes, do snitches get stitches or do snitches get riches? Oh. Dude, I guarantee you, you know who would know the answer to this? Any of our friends who like understand the likelihood of the outcome of a court case. That is a very sophisticated topic that somehow random people who don't seem particularly educated happen to know a lot about. Hmm. First of all, it would make sense for anybody who's been arrested to know uh, separately from that. Like, you know, Gio and Derek Drescher know everything about being arrested because yeah, okay. they've been to jail and they've been arrested a bunch. These are two comedians, nice guys, funny guys who <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, good guys. Yeah. Been to jail. Good guys. No, dude, they're literally like, oh, yeah, yeah. Ever since they dropped the banana law in 1998, you can. And I'm like, what's that? They're like, what they said before is that if you had prior served time and you were caught standing to another convicted felon, you are committing a crime and therefore you voided your parole. Dude, they like no shit on this level. It's That's insane. amazing. Well, is that because they've been had it explained to them by a parole officer? They've either, they've either physically dealt with it by being, quote, in the system, not even, quote, they're just literally in the system, or but they also understand like rapper cases. They'll be able to be yeah. like, he's... He's doing 20 minimum. Like, they mm-hmm. know that. Right. They might know about this. Right. They might know about this. We should ask them. Yeah. You guys remember the story about Lady Gaga? With the dog? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chris, please. Enlighten yeah, us. Yeah, I remember this, this very vividly. In fact, Kojai and I put out a plea. <laughs> <laughs> we put out a plea video. Because uh, oh. she had three Frenchies that were, that were taken. Oh, and Kojai was very interested two. One in the name. Case. One's name was. <laughs> one's name was Koji. One's name was Koji. K O J I. Very close to Kojai. Lady Gaga offered five hundred thousand dollar reward to anyone that safely returned her two dogs, Koji and Gustav, after they were stolen at gunpoint in an attack. Uh, bu- and bu- the bu- dog walker got shot. Yes. Jesus. Now the woman who who returned the pair of pooches is coming to collect in a new lawsuit. Jennifer McBride. One of the five people arrested in connection to the dog napping is seeping, seeking legal action against the bad romance singer for not paying her the $500,000 reward that was promised. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, then, okay. So clear, So this, this person who is returned the dogs was complicit in the crime. Yeah. yeah. I think at that point you revoked 
your right to the prize. There's got to be fine print somewhere. You cannot be then. Then it truly is a case of kidnapping and ransom. Right. Yeah, for sure. Did you, I'm assuming she lost that. Um, I think it's still going. It was filed February 25th, 2020. Unless Gaga had an amnesty policy of, I don't care if you took the dogs. If you bring them back, we'll look the other way. And we'll leave a pile of cash in the mailbox for the upon the safe return of the dogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it's a, yeah, that's tricky. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. That's a good one. You ever think about? Uh, you ever think about like? Well, well let me ask you this: <laughs> What could you get for yourself? I don't know. Dude. If you went missing, probably a lot. Probably you know, a lot. if you were held, if you were. <laughs> If you were held captive and ransomers were willing to return you to your friends, family, hill dog, and what is the what is the price where let's say let's say they had a fee, right? And on one hand everyone was saying, Okay, we're willing to pay that. Let's not ruffle any feathers, not let's not risk a hair on our beloved Juji's head. V- versus uh where they might say Holy shit, that's so much. We need to get the police involved. We we can't even Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, dude. And I to be honest, I don't I don't want to find out. So let's just say that the people I know wouldn't be able to muster up much. I don't want to manifest a kidnapping here. Well, you know, I, I like to think I'm part of that. We're part of that. A couple months of oops revenue. Uh, you know, we, we would forfeit our stake to keep you alive. I appreciate it. But no, but I don't want people to think there's money to be made. I don't want potential kidnappers to think that they could, should kidnap us. <laughs> Julio <laughs> is going to shade himself like, oh, man. Exactly. I sure wish my parents and my loved ones would be were loved me more on exactly. a financial level. Exactly, dude. Exactly. Now you're talking. Turns into the Fargo situation. Yes. Oh God. I've never seen that. Yeah, that's such a good movie. The movie, yeah. You really like it, bro? I think that if I am, I'm ashamed already about how quickly I would try to befriend my captors. But that—that's what would happen. They would do that to you because. It, for Stockholm syndrome purposes, you would start to empathize for them. Mm, I don't know that every captor tries to get you to be their friend. True, but I'm dude. I'm realizing that in my Afghanistan situation, that was what was happening. To me. Yes, yes, that that makes sense. But I'm, but that's because you would be a political pawn for. You could be a propaganda piece for them. See, look, we have a white American who is saying we're not so bad. Wait, but well, what do you? No, no, but what what are you saying though? Like, I'm saying that if I were captured by some some malevolent beings, some bad people, bad hombres, I would try to make them laugh. I would try to get them to be my friend. I think that would happen. No matter what. I think that would happen. And then I think that you it would make it so that you could serve, you could last a while in their captivity. Yeah, I think that's for me. It's self-preservation. But even if they were enemies of the state, even if they were, you know, p- terrorists or just like fundamentally bad people that everyone else says, you know, if it, even if it were to be a bad look for me if I finally came back and people found out that I had been nice to them instead of spitting in their face, fuck you, 
Well, but you, so, but dude, you won't, you wouldn't know the way everybody else was viewing the situation because you wouldn't have any access to any of that. No, but I'd be thinking ahead. But what do you, what do you mean thinking ahead? I'd be thinking about, you know, how is this going to look in the news, but it's not, social there's, media? There's not going to be any footage, of, but you've been taken. I mean, and in what world are you not heroic for surviving that? Um, there's no footage of you. There are definitely cases where we've had kidnappings or we've had um, people captured where they weren't, I think probably in the case of, wasn't there the bow soldier? Yeah, but he was like, uh, he went AWOL. He did? Yeah. Bergdahl, Bo Bergdahl? Didn't he go AWOL? I think he just like left his... Duty or I thought it was more that well, maybe that may be true. I thought it was more that he was captured and wasn't as loyal to the United States as people wanted him to be, or something like that. What is this bulldog? Bo, Bo, Bo Bergdahl is that his name? Yeah, it was a marine, I think. In Iraq, right? It was controversial. We'll figure that out. Forgive us for not having the, oh, yeah. the I can't, details. Yeah, on I'm that. sure it exists, but I'm having trouble thinking of an example of like somebody who was taken hostage. Now, granted, there's been a lot of stories of people who either save a hostage or were taken hostage, and they're heroes for a period of time until everybody decides to dig up their past and then brings them down. Yeah, but my fear would be that the captors, once they're arrested in their testimony at trial over what they did, they might start saying, you know, Francis, when we had him in our our shelter our little shanty out in the woods he frankly was having the time of his life he wasn't handcuffed we gave him plenty of opportunities to escape Uh. (laughs) and he was actually being like yo why don't you tell them this Uh, he he led us he brainwashed us so you'd be worried about that outcome i don't even really know what my fear is My fear is uh, I would be doing. I would be willing to do anything to survive and get back mm-hmm. to the degree that I might forsake my honor or my good name uh, in that effort. Yeah, dude. That's the idea of that scenario freaks me out. Like years go by and like everybody's sort of gotten used to life without you, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Just Oof. sort of like like a homeland. Yeah. You know, reintegration is hard. I'm sleeping on the floor. I wake up. I'm not I'm not the same. Thunderstorms are a major trigger. My wife slept with one of my good friends while I was gone because at first he was sort of caring for her and it turned into yeah. a can, romance. Can you even blame her? Can, can you even can blame her? Can you even blame her? You were dead. Yeah. You were dead. But I wasn't. What's the movie with Toby, Toby Maguire? Yeah. Oh. He has that crazy... Also, also happened in uh, Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Seems to be a common theme. Do we have any info on Bo Bergdahl over there? Yeah. Uh, military prosecutors allege that Bergdahl committed the crime of desertion. Desertion? Desertion, yeah. Desertion. Meaning abandoning his post with no intention of returning. During AWOL. And so he was in trouble because he put other people at risk for searching for him. Yeah. Oh. But he did get captured, right? Yeah, he was captured, but... Because he left his post. I and see. he's in trouble for that before being captured. Mm-hmm. Golly. Got it. I don't know what it... Uh, that's... Yeah, that's crazy. Dude, you know what I hate? This is a little bit of a right turn, but I've realized I hate this. I hate when people text me. If it's not like a work email or like an official thing, when people say, please, and then say the thing. I hate that. 
Why? What like, is it? Like, Give me an example. I got into a fight. I, Hillary and I got into a little bit of a bickering match over this because she was doing something really nice for me, which, of course, eclipsed whatever issue I have with the specifics of the way that she communicated. However, I did make sure to say something about it because she said, please hold so-and-so time. She said, please keep three to o'clock uh, open. Mm. And I just hate the way that that reads. Right. It's like, it reads as like a demand, mm. as like a, an order. Mm. Please do this. Like, I don't know. Am I, am I wrong about that? Um, I'm like, this isn't Slack. You're texting me. This is the problem with texting. It's one of those things where if she'd said it to you on the phone, I'm sure she would have used the right uh, intonation where you wouldn't have totally. read it wrong. And but also, the same thing happened in reverse. By bringing that up, it seemed as if I was being more severe about it than I really was. I was just kind of like, hey, like, obviously, this doesn't matter at all, but like, can you not text me like that? Uh-huh. Instead of being like, why are you saying please? That's really fucking annoying. When she said something, when she was doing something very nice for me. Yeah. Which, of course, eclipses it, but I don't, that's, that's on the, it's on the pet peeve list. The point is, Julio, we gotta be better. You and I? We just, we gotta, we gotta be better. I don't, dude, so you think I'm wrong here? No, I don't, I don't necessarily think you're wrong. I do think, yes, I mean, to some degree, when you explained it just now, don't, didn't you just admit that you thought that you... I thought that whatever she was doing for me in that situation eclipsed her usage of words. Oh, I see what you mean. Meaning, doesn't mean she could say whatever, but she's doing something nice and she doesn't, I know how she means it, I just don't like it. Then let's just Please say, close the lights before... That's how it reads to me. Mm. Please put your seatbelt on. Please. Yeah, that is... <laughs> what if it's used at the end of the sentence? Is better, it it's better. I can't think of the last time I saw the word please in a text. Please. It's bad. <laughs> I mean, the only time I ever see it is yes, please, as a response. That's great. Yes, the word please is fine. But like... If I'm like, oh, uh, could you give me the directions for the thing? Please refer to the, it feels like passive aggressive or it feels like I'm being bad and now right. I'm being scolded. So you're saying, please. I, I, I get what you're at now. And I retract my earlier point. I, I think I was speaking more about my own shame uh, <laughs> and shouldn't have Bringing lumped in you there. in with, Thanks, with it. Thanks. <laughs> I need to be better. I need to be better. I do. Mm. Yeah, dude, my pet peeve list is unreasonable, but that's why they're pet peeves, dude. Like, I've, I've think of, have I said this one before? When people say, if you go, oh, you went on vacation to Europe, where, where, what are you doing? Where, or, where, or where'd you go? And they go, ah, we did, have I said this before? You've said that, I yeah. I hate that one. We did Rome, we did Capri, you know, the blue grotto, the blue, the water, mm-hmm. we did the, the water. We did it. We did the Vatican. We did it. Ah, yeah. we did the shopping. <laughs> dude, I hate that, bro. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. I hate weaving. Did you ever talk about weaving? I hate weaving. Like, like driving? Intro. When you're walking around the New York City streets. Oh, golly. I, was I, weaving. I thought you meant oh, my God. baskets. I was... And I was like, how on earth does this arts and crafts thing <laughs> irk you on that level? Dude, I, so much that I'm actually uncomfortable. Right we now. need weavers. Weaving. But like through the streets? No, I mean people Basket to make weavers. baskets. <laughs> we need them. <laughs> I hate weaving, dude. <laughs> Those I hate people it. create fine crafts for us. <laughs> they give us things to do in third world countries, places to shop for knickknacks. Weaving, <laughs> <laughs> selling. Oh, oh. 
if they give us bargaining power <laughs> weaving in weaving in the city walking you don't like i don't i also don't like may i have another helping of potatoes <laughs> these are very helping these are very different pet peeves all these things are very different helping a helping <laughs> dude i hate that i just hate it would I you can't. mind would you mind may i may i have another plate I, I don't love that, but it's not quite Okay, can I get can I serve myself seconds? Yeah, the seconds are good. That's your favorite? That one's fine. No, I also hate when the food becomes available at like a big event and everybody lines up. <laughs> well, what else are we to do? What else are we to do? I do it too. I still hate it. No, but but otherwise what? it's just we're just uh, a gangbang over the buffet. <laughs> waiting our turn. <laughs> Keeping our keep getting ourselves ready. You're fighting. Uh, you're fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you have your little plate, dude. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. I yeah, hate it. yeah. It's so stupid. All right, you've had enough. It's my turn. <laughs> let me let me get at the ravioli. <laughs> dude, all right. Here's another one I hate. I hate especially when it's used cheekily. You're like, uh, yeah, come over, whatever. I say something, and you say what, and I go, oh, did I st- st- stutter? Well, that's so aggressive. <laughs> Who says? That? Have you heard that recently? It may have been a childhood thing. I haven't heard it recently. Thanks. Yeah, that's cruel. That would have thrown me for a bit of a, um, a bit of a ride. We don't make fun of people with stutters. That's an amazing thing. Where <laughs> we'll make fun of a lot of people in the world. People will get made fun of, but I don't think people with stutters get made fun of that much. Yeah. Do, yeah. May, maybe kids do because they're horrible and they haven't learned it yet. But adults. <laughs> Have you have you run into somebody with a speed? We, yeah, yeah. If you sure go, ooh, you can't do that. <laughs> we, bro, we went. We. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, ooh, that is so bad. It's so bad, bro. It's so what, bad. Have you run into somebody with a speech impediment recently? Just the guy on the street who who was in a dress. Remember him? Oh yeah, but, but I couldn't even talk it. I only did it a couple times. I know it was, you feel uh, bad it was inappropriate. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, we. I ran into someone. I'm not going to say where or when, but I ran into someone not long ago who had a speech impediment, and it was more of the kind of sort of like a, a the way that a child speaks, <laughs> like a child speech. They had a hard time with their R's. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were not. Yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah. have the R's, and and if they're if you're not if you don't have it at that age, you're never getting them. <laughs> they're not coming you're not getting your r's if you get to a certain age and you don't have your r's you're never gonna have them <laughs> do you know <laughs> oh. we're doing the very thing that we said we shouldn't do no, no, but but i'm just laughing at ryan you have to think oh, that these people have had rounds and rounds of speech therapy <laughs> and that there's you can only get so far and Stuff, if dude. you are that age and you don't have your R's, then your your mouth was never meant to arrive at that ability. You you it's evasive, dude. And, it, and it's so shocking because usually yeah. by the time they're an adult, they have it all together, and you don't see it coming. They're like, "Oh, dude, I love, <laughs> I love Mama Fuku cake, dude. The floss thing, the floss thing. Yeah, their R's or W's. I know. If so your R is a W and you're in your twenties. We will agree to not point it out because we know how hard you've tried. 
Yeah. And that's hard. just the way of it. I know. And know. that's what I ran into. And I, my, you feel my, that nothing, very few things make me feel m- more sympathetic. Agreed. Agreed. To a person. That sucks. Than that. So who is, is the person like, where'd you. I'm not even going to say. Yeah. In the odd event that this person somehow sees this. But you know the person? No, no. I'd met them once okay. briefly. They were, they were helping with something. Um, and you know, it just kind of broke my heart. I, yeah. I, I. And what I do is I overcompensate. I listen so hard so that I don't have to ask them to repeat themselves. Mm -hmm. Because there's something about somebody who struggles with speaking where you're sure they're self-conscious about it. And maybe that's patronizing. And I'm sorry if that is. As long as it's not, then it's not. You know what I mean? Right. It might not be. Well, that's a question. If you're just really, yeah. If you're really listening... They don't know how poorly you normally listen. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Therefore, it's fine. Yes, but but here's my point, right? Here's my question. Ideally, that person we wants to be treated the same way that you would treat another person, anyone, right? Right. Do not point out this thing. Uh, but in so doing, should I then? lower my listening attentiveness to the same way that I would listen to anyone, which might cause me to say, say that again, or what'd you say? Or do I do, should I heighten my listening? Should I give them my full, full superpower listening to help them avoid ever having to repeat themselves because they may be self-conscious. I think that, I think that's fine, dude. It what wouldn't be fine is if you all right? For, is if there's an example where like there's a list of items and they have to say them out loud, and you purposely are make put, creating a scenario where they don't have to say it. If you're like, if you're leading them, you're, you're, if you're, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, do you want uh, I don't know, overhelping? I, uh, yeah, you're, you're overhelping. You're yeah. like, we'll have two burritos because you don't want them to have to say burrito, yes, right? Because you know they can. Yeah, that's probably patronizing, and they can be like, I can do it myself. Yeah, they'd be like, I don't mind saying burrito, dude. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Like I'm it doesn't matter. Now And then and then you're in, and then you're a dick. It's so hard, man. Us talking about it in real time, I would never laugh. I, I wouldn't because I feel too bad. It's not funny. It's just the way we're talking about it is funny. Like that it's uncomfortable and yeah, we're laughing like Ryan's laughing in the way we're like when you learn about sex and they give you the penis and vagina manual, I would, and you look at it and you laugh. It's right? not funny. It's just the idea of the situation is right unimaginable. Right. Overanalyzing it, <laughs> it's unimaginable. Okay. okay, here's another one. This one's a little adjacent to this. People that um, have thick accents. People with... <laughs> unimaginable is such a strong word. <laughs> Ryan, dude. Is that not okay? No, it's just funny. Now it's just now I'm in this I'm in that I'm in that part of class where my head's down and if I look at you, I'm gonna start laughing. We need to hide. Yeah. yeah. Guys, this summer if you're looking for some new gear, we really recommend going to Express to grab it. Honestly, at this point I'm not really sure I'm ever gonna shop anywhere else again for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh lots of great essentials, lots of flexible clothes, and also lots of cool sort of you know more novelty items i would say like 
I really love this modern prep short sleeve sweater polo. Super sick uh, and a great summer item. I'm looking forward to frolicking around Europe rocking it. Bro, the linen t-shirts are such a staple at this point of my wardrobe. I think that is the only shirt I might need to wear for the whole summer. <laughs> Dude, it is really, really good stuff, man. That is 100% true. Uh, Francis right now is wearing the solid linen blend t-shirt. Love the pastel the, lavender color. Yeah, the pastel lavender. I'm ready for Provence. It's very, very sick. Uh, and we've also got ourselves some awesome matching short sleeve uh, and short uh, outfits as well. They're going to be in some of our other content this month, which is mm-hmm. pretty sweet. Right now, I'm wearing the solid seven-inch hyper-stretch elastic weight short. Uh, I also have some awesome printed swim shorts and uh, a print top to go along with it, which Francis also has. Uh, Express is where you got to go. It really is amazing. Yeah. And Francis was asking me the other day about you know the utility of some of our partners, and we both agreed that Express has been really awesome because we've been able to fully fill out our wardrobe, yeah. both with everyday things and stuff that makes us look sick in the summer showing up. One of those man. one of those great partners of the pod where we actually love the benefits of wearing what they have for us. Um, guys, right now, Express is always running awesome sales. So we're excited that we have the code OOPS for 10% off online that you can use in addition to the deals Express already has. You can head to Express.com for your summer wardrobe. Guys, that's code OOPS for 10% off at Express.com. Dot com. Okay. Strong accent. They're foreign. Okay. Uber driver. Yeah. Happens all the time. And you know they're trying. Yeah. And they're trying to speak English. But maybe they are from a country where there are certain countries where the native language, for some reason, makes English sounds and accents far more difficult than others. Mm-hmm. Certain countries ha- have no problem with it. I mean, let, let, we'll throw, throw, throw an olive branch here. The French. The French have a hard time with English. Their sounds are right. so different. Well, we can all make fun of the French. That's... They sound cool, at least, when they try. You think? Like, dude, I, I feel... I think they sound silly. I have no problem doing have doing this exercise because I know how stupid Americans sound trying. Other 100%. So it's like, it's fine. It's like... So I'm making fun of people, but I also sound ridiculous. Right, so, so. right. But for the French, it's better to be like, uh, where is the ball? Than me be like, uh, je voudrais un... <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's probably true. So, okay. My question would be, uh, let's let's move away from the French because they're such a punching bag, historically. <laughs> um, but, you know, I will say that like, People from Spanish-speaking countries, I think, have a have a better time. It, it, speaking English is is more it just available. Sounds better. It sounds better than yeah. people from France okay, trying yeah. to speak English. But there are other countries where I would say even even Arabic-speaking countries have a better time speaking English than a lot. And I think what he means by this, I, I don't I, I don't want to pose words about, but correct me if I'm wrong. But like. You mean how good they sound? Yeah, when they do. how decipherable right. it is. Um, with 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 the same amount of time spent in country learning the language. Yeah. Um, my, but my boy used to get bullied. He he was like an international student. He's from Germany. Mm. Grew up all over the world. Ended up in San Francisco for high school. And he used to pronounce things like goofily, and his friends would make fun of him. It's tough. And and like he laughs about it now, but like 
he would say sloosh poopy and they would like make fun. That's they funny. never let him forget it. But again, I mean, there's something about the Germans uh, where I just don't feel that bad. Yeah. And it's right. not, I'm not going to go back to World War II. It's not even that. It's that they're a, you know, a post-industrial country with incredible, you know, they're so, they've, they've, they're fine. They're fine. Yeah. Right, right. They're not a victim now of anything. So yeah, and like there are people that like when they travel around Europe, other Europeans will like think give them shit for being like quote lame. Yeah, they have their shit together so much like that it's to me it's almost like fine to make because it's not punching down. We're not punching yeah. down with the Germany, okay, or or France really. Uh, but there are countries, there are people that I will run into in America where when they're speaking to me, I will lean forward. And open my ears as wide as fucking possible because uh, I don't want to ask them, could you repeat that or try to guess wrong at what they're saying because I feel like it's insulting. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I don't know what you're saying. I like, yeah. But I think you're in your own head. Like you being like, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Like. Yeah, but if they if they repeat themselves again and I still don't get it, and then they do it again and I still don't get it, we're we're in trouble. We're in a bad place. Now we're in a bad place. Now I'm I'm racist. I'm I'm or I'm xenophobic, bro. That it just it is that way. No, it's, you just don't understand. That's not being xenophobic. Yeah, but bro, if they if they are if they are still trying to convey their message. And they think they're they know they're saying it correctly, but their accent's just so thick that I can't get it. Um, where do we go? Yeah, I don't know. What's what's next? Them doing it in like the translation app, spelling it out, writing it out, maybe. or just saying say the letters. God help them if they have no grasp of our alphabet. Well, but dude, but this is it. okay. What like? I've always found I've been in a lot of situations in my life where I can't communicate with somebody because neither of us speak each other's language and like gestures are very powerful to like help get something over the finish line, especially if the guy kind of speaks. He's like, what, where are you going or whatever? And like, you can't understand it at all. If he starts doing this or that, that that's helpful. Okay, fine, fine. That that's that is I agree. But I'm talking about a situation where the person continue doubles down triples down quadruples down in saying the same thing again and again and they're not saying it a different way they're not slowing it down they're not sounding it out for you they've lived here long enough they feel like you should get it they feel like they got it so yeah i I don't know dude you could say like can you say it slow i don't think there's anything wrong with that can you say it a little slower are you familiar with why i would feel like i can't even ask them to say it again because i feel like at a certain point i'm being culturally insensitive like not really i'm not interesting so that's this has come up to me is that a good sign for you well i think it comes back to what we talked about with the person with the speech impediment where it's like like, treat them the same way that they would want to be treated by everybody i'm yeah i'm not i like a specific ethnicity or race is not coming to mind as you do this i don't i to be honest with you it's not for my myself either i'm not thinking of a specific country of origin Mm -hmm. or i'm just i know this has happened and it happens on the phone sometimes too 
when you're doing dealing with like you know customer service or whatever yeah yeah dude it's funny i actually when we were at dinner there was one lady serving us who i couldn't understand what the fuck she was saying and i was kind of ah like, yeah i know who you're talking remember? about yeah yeah, yeah. And i was sort of like i guess that works because like this is this place and it's like international and all these people are going to be like huge chefs someday yeah but like i don't know what the fuck you're saying i mean i was resigned to not caring <laughs> where they're like uh yeah this is our hammer fish from the blank river and uh under a bed of sea foam with a wasabi <laughs> reduction and uh you know we we recommend that you dab this in a little bit of water you know but i i'm okay yeah i just pictured the chef like you remember that that like thing they put will smith in where he went deep 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 into the ocean i didn't see that oh dude that show's pretty cool but but anyway you know those like deep like ocean travel things like james cameron will yep, be in or, yep, yep. or the guy who discovered the titanic um i picture the chef like in one of those like mm, gathering mm. like bottom of the sea fish or something it's really fucked up you know what's amazing <coughs> the staying power of the titanic i know do we talk about this on the pod robert ballard they i don't know if this is like well-known information but the titanic finding the titanic was a front for a cia mission what yeah they were looking for like a lost submarine and it was in the same area that they thought that the titanic sank so they were like go look for the titanic as a cover for what we're really doing oh my goodness and that's why that all happened wow. and why it was this high profile thing is that what is that like well known i didn't know that yeah it's crazy they were looking for two cold war submarines wow yeah. good fact isn't that sick Good fact. Yeah, I read that. Like, I might have read that in an elevator. You know mm. how like elevators have the facts pop up. I was yeah. Like, what the fuck? This is rich info. That's good. But it is amazing. How responsible was the success of the movie Titanic for a renaissance of interest in the Titanic? So I happened to learn about it fairly extensively years before the movie came out in school. It was mm. like a big second or third grade topic or whatever. The same as the planets. You know what I mean? Like shit where like you learn about it and it's such a thing you learn about that you retain it forever. Like I could tell you the 1996 order of the planets extremely easily. I know there's an update to that, which I'm not as keen on. In, in terms of Pluto's how distant no they are? No, I think Pluto's not a planet anymore oh. or something. What is it, a moon? I'm not sure. But they also found another planet, I think. some. I, I don't know. I don't know the update. But, but, but as of 1994, I could tell you that. That's one of the few things I remember. Cool. It's like a pointless thing, too, in a way. Love that. But anyway, um, so yeah. So the Titanic, I can't really answer because I happened to learn about the Titanic in great depth. Right. As well. Right. Did you? In school? Um, A little bit, maybe. Not a ton. No, I can't remember exactly. We sang a song in Pachanga about it. Pachanga? Yeah, it means the gathering in What's Spanish. It? What's Pachanga? Well, we had Pachanga every Wednesday uh, from about noon till one thirty. What's Pachanga? Uh, it was the lower school would gather in the gymnasium and the headmaster of the school and the music teacher would sit with guitars and we would sit in a circle around them and sing all together. Wow. And that's and called of, Pachanga? Yeah, it was Pachanga. <laughs> uh, and one of the songs we sang was... 
It was sad, it was sad, it was sad, it was sad. It was sad when the great ship went down to the bottom of the sea. Husbands and wives, little children lost their lives. It was sad when the great ship went down. <laughs> that's crazy. That was about the Titanic. There were other verses, of course. It's funny. Yeah, that's like the classic, like, kids song that's really tragic or whatever, mm. like, roaring around the rosy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when the great ship went down. Yeah. yeah. We, we sang lots like that. Um, there was another sea shanty that we sang. Um, that went, uh, oh, the ocean waves, they roll and the stormy seas, they blow <laughs> for we poor sailors go skipping to the tops as the land lovers lie down below, 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 as the land lovers lie down below. <laughs> that was a good one. But this nice. is the reason I'm, I'm playing this part out. We sang a couple of, uh, slave spirituals. Um, which, looking back, was probably a, a, a bad thing to do. Um, but one of them was, um, Follow the drinking gourd, follow the drinking gourd, for the old man is a-coming for to carry you to freedom, if you follow the drinking gourd. The drinking gourd being the Big Dipper, which pointed to the North Star. And most of the school was white, so it feels... Kind of like something that we probably shouldn't have done. Yeah, I do. I I like Loki. Don't even feel comfortable with you having just saying that passage. Right, right. We that's not now. This (laughs) was this was a very progressive private school in Maine. So they probably it was it was probably around the time when we were learning about slavery from historical perspective, and I think the music teacher probably thought this is kind of. At a time, this was early 90s, I guess. So terms like cultural appropriation maybe weren't as in the zeitgeist yet. Mm. And people were not as sensitive yet. But um, yeah, we did the Underground Railroad at Nature's Classroom, which is like an exercise of, of the Underground Railroad. And when we talked about, I forget, there was a topic about this where we were talking about like inappropriate exercises in like history yes, class. Yeah. This was a thing that like 50 people emailed us about because people who did nature's classroom as well, I happened to not be there yet. So I actually didn't do it, but it famously everybody who did nature's classroom had to participate in the wow. railroad. So I don't know, whatever. Interesting. Similar thing, like thing that didn't age well. Mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. But at the time, yeah, but look, you know, I, I think there's a challenge to it from an, an educational perspective where, you know, young kids, um, are they going to process the material better from a textbook in a totally just, uh, we are going to remain sensitive to this difficult material and not try to make it interactive or... I understand the reason for making it interactive. It it, it it sometimes makes it, you know, one of those exercises where like the teacher will do something and then by the end show how that's how Nazi Germany happened or something. Yeah. Where I know that like it comes off as insensitive, but like I understand the idea of having exercises like that to like show in a like very small way the way that like groups of people get manipulated or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I get why we don't do it anymore, but. I guess my question then becomes, what is the appropriate age to teach things like, let's say, the Holocaust? Because 
I we learned about it. I remember reading Ellie Wiesel's Night. Um, did you ever read that? No, but he was a professor at my school. I like sat in on some of his lectures and stuff. I mean, he's you know one of the greatest minds Is he ever. Still alive? I think he might have passed away, but I know he, well, didn't he win the Nobel Peace Prize he did, yeah. or he was a Nobel laureate? Yeah. Um, what's that? Ryan, you got some. No, Ryan was reaching for the mic. And... He he passed in 2016. Yeah, uh, and we read Night, and I think it was in seventh grade, or maybe it was eighth grade, and it was so harrowing. Uh, the details that, looking back, I'm not sure that my mind was ready for the magnitude of that horror mm-hmm. at that age, but. How long should our students go without knowing things like that? Well, listen, I, like, I, it's a good question, and I think that it's important to learn about all that stuff. And like you experience in the Genocide Museum in Rwanda, the idea of as horrifying as it is to revisit it, it's important because for whatever reason, it keeps happening, and the more that people understand the horror of it, the less likely it is to happen. And you could argue that now, especially... As you know, the final Holocaust survivors are sort of, sort of, uh, the flame is being extinguished on their lives, and time goes on, and there are no longer people alive who are part of it. The people who say it never happened, you know what I mean, are going to be more and more powerful. So it's important to yeah. remind people that it in fact did happen, right? And everybody should I, be learning about it from I, a young I age. I completely agree. I completely agree. But I also think that. You know, I went to the genocide memorial at a time in my life when I had the temperament to appreciate it properly and to process it uh, as respectfully as as Mm -hmm. it deserves to be processed. Whereas, you know, if I had gone there when I was on a trip with my family when I was like six years old, a lot of that would have either been over my head or it would have fucked me up. Right. Um, Which maybe... Maybe that's good. I, I don't I don't know. I just I, I, I still wonder just from an age perspective where some of these things that obviously need to be taught uh, what the appropriate age is yeah. for that. A, I remember going to the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C. when I was in seventh grade and that seemed like a pretty good age. Like, I remember not anticipating the weight of the occasion mm-hmm. and the teachers giving us a, a bit of a disclaimer being like, you're going to see people like being emotional and shit in here, like you uh, be, expect that mm-hmm. and be respectful. Right. And we're all like, oh, okay. And then it was like a very heavy uh, experience. And I remember very vividly seeing like all the shoes. Yeah. The, and, and, you know, there were things about it that were like some of my first memories of like learning about sort of large scale trauma in that way or something. Mm-hmm. And it seemed, I, I, I must have been what, 13? So maybe, I don't know, around then. Yeah. Okay. And maybe that's just specific to me, but I, I wonder, to your point, like, if I was six, that seems way too young. Is 10 too young? I don't know. Mm. I don't really know. I don't, I don't know the answer. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Well. Well, anyway. that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I think we approached that? that with the right uh, gravitas. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Dude, on a nice, hot, pre-summer day, nothing I enjoy more than a fresh hangover, baby. Is that right? Cheers. Cheers, old boy. Drinking a wake, so refreshing. This is the time of year for the wake, dude. European clay court tennis season. Tennis is on right when you wake up. You crack a can, 
you pour the wake over a big ice cube and you sit there and you enjoy it while you watch yeah (laughs) (laughs) those are tennis grunts it's a good beverage you should grab some it's an herbal elixir for recovery guys and you know what i agree completely i can taste the herbs and i feel elixed (laughs) francis is elixed and recovered and recovered uh, which he will need depending on whether or not he decides to get back in the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hangobi is good for all your needs. Uh, three different delicious flavors, all with different utility, all with different flavors. We have the Wake, the Calm, the Essential. You can buy them uh, where Hangobis are sold, which is in over 500 stores, or online at hangobi.com. And right now, if you go to hangobi.com, uh, any purchase, if you use the promo code Oops, I'm Hung, you can get 30% off of your first order. Uh, that's Hangobi.com, promo code oops, I'm hung for 30% off. We think you're going to love them. Uh, grab yourself a case today. Yeah, let's do an email. Bring us home with a, right. let's a, do a quick uplifting email. email. Lighten yeah. the mood a bit. Um, but listen, important to talk about all this shit. Um, okay, this is called Twins and Game Theory. This isn't. This email is from 2021. Mm. So hopefully the guy who wrote this is still <laughs> listening to the show. Um it's interesting. He goes, hey guys, uh, lifelong fan of the pod here. Wonder how that aged. Mm. Uh, hopefully he's still listening. At a bar, I recently ran into a set of attractive, identical twins that I kind of knew in college. I hit it off with one a bit. He goes, at least I think I did. I, I can be quite gauche. Uh, <laughs> while the other was busy catching up with the rest of my group of friends. The problem is that I cannot tell them apart, and I cannot remember which one I hit it off with. <laughs> 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 for the record i'd be happy to succeed with either of them but i'm not sure how to move forward because i'm assuming that i would have a better chance with the one that i quote hit it off with yeah i feel like i'm now trapped in a prisoner's d- dilemma i don't know uh i'm not a game theorist any input to mask my gauche qualities would be appreciated okay so you need to tell me about game theory i i, I don't really i couldn't summarize it i right. don't have it I, mean, I don't know what it is. I don't. I'm not familiar with either game theory, really, or prisoner's dilemma. Game theory is like the John Nash thing, right? Beautiful mind. I don't. I. I, I don't remember specifically what it is. But game what? theory is the study of the ways in which interacting choices of economic agents produce outcomes with respect to the preferences or utilities of those agents. Uh, it's not going to help us much. But that's, that's what not be, beautiful mind is about. That right? The guy who created that, yeah. Russell Crowe. Yes, John Nash. Um. So I, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't think I could summarize okay, it. Okay, fine. Hey, guys, by the way, we will uh, read... Uh, Chris, go ahead. Game theory is a mathematical concept that seeks to identify optimal uh, decisions among competing players. Okay. So that's, that's, I looked the it up. Most... Game theory for children. Yeah, there we go. Oh, nice. The study <laughs> of how and why people make decisions. Okay, solid. <laughs> that's good. Enough. And guys, by, by the way, no need to tell us what game theory is. Uh, because we'll read about it after this and no, so we don't need like explanations from people. All right, but hold on. <laughs> I, if someone has a really good concept, especially as it applies to this situation, I think that'd be kind of fun. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I don't mean to disagree, but um, okay, so let's just focus on what he should do here. I think it's just generally what's the most efficient way to get his end result. Got yeah. Got it. All right, so fundamentally, he's got a 50-50 shot if he just... <laughs> Goes in, you know, in the dark. Hey, DMs one of them or texts one of them. Hey, loved talking to you. Would you like to get a drink sometime? I think 
the the good news is he knows that he's attracted to both of them. <laughs> so even if he gets the wrong girl, at worst she's going to be like, "Huh, that's out of the blue." Right. That's what my thought is. I think you should specifically reference something you talked about in the conversation. That oh, you do. I no, yeah, because to your point, you're like like I was saying to you about the about the the hangobi. And she's like, we didn't talk about Hangobi. Yeah, but then you're law. Then you're done. No, you're not. Then you're like, oh, I must have talked about that with someone else. And she, oh, oh, yeah. oh, I see. And she might know that it was her sister, but who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. You don't care about her anyway. You want the other one. Yeah, but so, the, don't you worry that getting the wrong sister is going to disqualify him because they'll tell each other? No, because he can do it ambiguously enough that she can't for sure say that he did that. Yep. He can be like, I, t- I talk about Hangobi all the time. I thought I talked to it about her. I talked to her about it. I think that's a fair play, but I worry that twins might be sensitive to being mistaken for each other a lot, especially when it comes to dating, and that's someone who is not perceptive enough to know which one they were talking to. Because I'm sure she told him her name. Yeah, no, it sounds like he knew he knows their names potentially. Yeah, and so if he gets the wrong one, that is, you know. If he says the name, he's a sitting duck. But if he references of the conversation, I think it's his best shot. Yeah, but he's he's showing his hand by the way which one he chooses to message. Yeah, but is he is that what he's saying? He's saying if it was in let me see. Is he saying like in person what he should have done or now moving No, forward? no. Now he wants to ask oh, one of them out, them out. And he wants uh, to ask the girl out who he spoke with. Yeah, I guess that my thing didn't work for, uh, for that scenario. I'm I not guess, really sure. look, fundamentally, fundamentally, or what I would suggest is I would ask his buddies first, which was the girl that you guys were all catching up with? Mm. That's not the one. Gotcha. And Good. one of them will know, hopefully. And then you go to talk to the other girl. If that fails, um, I, I think you got to go with the 50-50. <laughs> I think you got to just try. You got to try. Hey, loved talking to you. It was so great. Um, thought we really hit it off. Would love to grab a drink sometime. And to be honest, like from a DMing perspective, if that were relevant here, it's a much easier mistake to make. Yep. Quite frankly, because yep. you're, you know, you don't see that well. You didn't have your glasses on when you were looking at the phone. It was an honest mistake, you know. On I don't mi- know. On the he's, minus three. I don't know if he's getting away with. If he gets it wrong, I think he's done. I think I, you know, I think you just have to. You just unless probably, but you know, ask for permission later or whatever the phrase. Uh, yeah, is. ask for forgiveness, for not yeah. permission. Yeah. <laughs> Ask for permission later. Yeah, but what happens if what happens if Surely he gets the yeah. wrong girl, but that girl still says yes? It sounds like he'd be fine with that. Exactly. Which could be the problem here. If that, yeah, and if that comes out at their wedding, yeah, oobly. Oh boy, you do like Instagram stalking, so you take one of the topics that you discuss, and let's say she really likes hiking. One of the sisters that you talk to. Stock both their Instagram. Look for the photos where yeah, there's a lot of hiking. Going but on. if I know these twins as well as I think I do, they both like hiking. They both do, yeah. Yeah, sure. they both like hiking. Dude, speaking of which, last thing, real quick. The I heard a story about, and somebody that I know did this. They were giving a speech at a wedding, and it, it, say it was like the maid of honor or whatever. And they're like, you know, I actually happened to bang Tom, but like nobody knew that. Nobody knew that. 
like the bride didn't know. And she said that in the middle of the speech. Um, uh, a, a maid of honor? Or an something? actual person that I actually know. This isn't like an urban legend. This is a real... And then like kept carrying on about it, dude. Boy. I don't know what made me think of that, but that's fucked up, right? Dude, I, that to me just speaks to how much the goal of being funny can really, really cause people over. to not not get it right. I know. Because it's not... It, it's a puzzle. And uh, people will lose the sight of what they should do when they're try- when that's the goal. Totally, dude. Totally. Yeah. Can I share a moment of over analysis with vulnerability to you, Francis? I would be thrilled. Okay. So last week, <laughs> this is what I live for. Last week we were shooting something at Francis's, uh, some barstool content, and we were wrapping up. And Francis was making Negronis, and uh, there was a group of other stoolie guys there and francis was like yo you guys want to hang out watch the celtics game uh sierra's out of the house tonight and i was like okay that's yeah that'd be nice i like to watch the first quarter with francis um that sounds good like yeah i'm what gonna take him up week on is it. this was it a wednesday that sounds right something like that this was on wednesday and the rest of the guys before i responded gave kind of half yeah like okay yeah like maybe like yeah that sounds good but like didn't fully commit to wanting to hang, I looked at Francis and I was like, dude, I'm down to stay and watch some of the game. We go outside, we walk the dogs, we smoke a little bit, and then a long time passes. And now I'm starting to, you know, get in my head. I'm starting to overanalyze everything. <laughs> and they were having they were having the this in, not intense, but it was a conversation about the economics of real estate <laughs> and how it is affected by global it's, warming. It's so yes. It is, what are we going to do with people who are displaced by global warming, and how will that affect land values? Yeah. It was a ridiculous conversation. And so, I I mean, I was high. I probably had some uh-huhs and head nods in me. Nothing else. I had nothing to add. So I was kind of just sitting there. I was being quiet. And it is what it is. Francis is like, do you have anything to add? I was like, I got nothing to add. I was and that being, was ma- it. Ma- I was being certain to get everyone's opinion. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I was so quiet during that moment that the circle, I got, I was. You're shaking. Unintentionally. I know, because this is, but don't worry. <laughs> it was we're, powerful we're gonna, weed. It was too powerful. We're going we're gonna to land the plane here. Uh-huh. So uh, there were one, two, three, four, and I'm sitting next to Francis. So it was like a box with one person on the side. They ended up making another circle. So I was super out of the circle. So no one's in the fault. second circle. I'm just outside the circle. You're facing sitting behind outwards. the couch, effectively. <laughs> I'm sitting behind the couch, looking the opposite direction, it, it, and that's fine. If the if the Blair circles, a, it, it's like the circles a Q, and he's the tail. Yes, and I'm facing outwards, looking at all the other letters. So this happens, and whatever. Now we're walking back. Uh, there were three guys we were with. One of them was like, "Yo, I'm dipping." Dap up, Fran and the boys. He's out. Other two guys were like. Francis was like, you guys coming back? The other two guys were like, ah, oh, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to head out, but I left my keys in your apartment, so I got to go up. Now, I left my backpack and the tripods up at Francis's apartment, so I was going to have to go back no matter what, because I thought we were all going to watch the Celtics game. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we, we go up on the elevator, I'm high as a kite, and we go around the corner, and there is Sierra, who we thought was to be out and about for the mm-hmm, night. Mm-hmm. Little do we know, 
I think a longer time passed than we anticipated to be out with the dogs. And you were like, hey, what are you doing? And she was like, hey, I was locked out. And I have a girlfriend. So I know that when that moment comes, all plans are canceled. You got to you got to get to that and you got to deal with that. That's that's a tough thing. You got to be there for her. And so as soon as uh, you went to open the door, you explained to Sierra, you're like, hey, uh, Nick and KB, uh, they're on their way out and Ryan's going to come in, uh, maybe watch the Celtics game for a minute. And I was already going to leave, but I just wanted you to know (laughs) that when you opened the door, I sprinted to my backpack and to the tripods and I threw them on. Sierra went into the other room. You were like standing in the foyer area and I was like, Sierra, have a good night. And I dapped you up. I was like, enjoy Jesus. And I was out. And I was just, I just want you to know that I was, I, I picked up on all that. Bro, I said, thank you, Ryan. And I remember I think, that. did I even say that was really cool of you? No. Because when you left, <laughs> I immediately went into yeah. Sierra and I said, Ryan is the most intuitive person I've ever met. Thank you. You well you done. read. You, I, I, I I noted it, and I even thought I, I I thought about texting you to say thank you for reading that situation so well because she was a little out of sorts, and her energy meant we need the house back. We oh. need our home back. We can't have guests watching the game right now. And you read it without making any kind of an issue of it. You didn't make her feel bad. You didn't make me feel uncomfortable, uh, and I and I noted it. I clocked it, and I I meant to really honor you for it. Just wanted to let you know. So so, what was your vulnerability? Telling that story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I thought I thought maybe I had done something that made you feel unwelcome. No, or... I, I think I maybe led that into you possibly thinking that i just wanted you to know that i caught on yeah and i just wanted to bro i i, I saw that i saw that great. i thought it was one of the most gracefully handled exits uh that i've ever seen Whoa, but i also I... I also think all of us you know not to take anything from you we're all pretty aware people like that and and i, I i'm happy that i don't think there's anyone in this room who <laughs> in that situation goes to the fridge pops a beer and goes and sits down on the couch what channel is it what channel's the game on don't mind me yeah yeah i just didn't want you to think that was gonna happen for a sec so i'm no. glad, i'm glad that we got to talk about it though because yeah, it felt yeah. like last time we recorded we didn't bring it up and i thought i was gonna get lost no i'm, I'm glad i'm glad uh i'm glad as well and also for you being left out of the uh of the joint circle um I think I don't know how you got skipped in the rotation, and we 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 felt bad about it. You didn't need to feel. Bad. I I said nothing. I was so high. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what to add, and there was nothing for me to add. I told like I like I said like no, but you those... got you got skipped on the first pass of the joint. Oh, that's what happened, and then and then we felt, and then we were like, oh shit, because I then I think I then offered it, and you took it, and then we were like, oh why why didn't we get you the first time? Oh. You, yeah, I, yeah, that was that was nothing. Sounds okay. like you didn't need another hit anyway. No, no, so no. worked out. It might have been one of those infused joints. Yeah, or the forty percent THC yeah. situation. I'm just glad we got to talk about it. Yeah, that was good. That was good, Ryan. Good contribution. <laughs> good job, Ryan. 
You did well. This is our. This is what we do. What a what a roller coaster today. All right, let's let's bring it home. Yeah. Facts with Ryan. We got facts anything? with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Yeah, this is a serious one. This one's actually this is very interesting. As of 2021, there were 31 states that were not required to teach about the Holocaust at all in their school districts. Starting in 2023, 2024, all states will be required to integrate That's Holocaust good. material. That's, nice thing. That's good. And then, so for claiming a reward. Uh, mm, good for uh, find having any information about somebody that's in big trouble. The Office of Criminal Justice <laughs> has the WCRP, the War Crimes Rewards Program. Wow, that's a big. And name. I read the FAQ. Uh, will you keep my identity confidential? Your identity and all identifying information is 100% confidential. We do not publish anything about the recipient of these re- rewards. What rewards has this WCRP paid in the past? We take the anonymity of our reward recipients very seriously for their safety. All rewards are paid and remain confidential. So there's no answer there. Progr- the program has paid more than $8 million. Wow. Contributed across 20 cases. Wow. However, we cannot share any specifics about scratch. individual cases or recipients. And then another one, the the last one to note, I've, I have information about a fugitive, but I fear for my safety. Can the WCRP offer me or my family protection? The WCRP cannot offer protection, but oh. we keep your identity completely confidential and will not share it with anyone without your express, express permission. If you receive a reward, you can use that money to relocate or otherwise keep your you and your family <laughs> safe. Damn. Surprised at that note there. That is a pretty savage. Mm. That's a pretty savage one. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Mm. Very good. Francis, where are you going to be coming up? I'll be in Pittsburgh, June 8th and 9th, coming right up. City Winery. And then a month after that, I'm in Seattle and, or sorry, Tacoma and Spokane uh, out in Washington. That's July 8th. 19th and 20th can't wait for those shows tickets at francisellis.com and i'm gonna be at good times why do i keep saying good times can you fix that i'm sorry (laughs) good nights i'm gonna be a i'm gonna be at good nights in raleigh june 13th zany's in nashville june 14th punchline atlanta june 15th 